you know, I, I really was trying to think um, of a lesson that I could write or maybe something I could say that would be super um, inspirational and hopeful um, in this time that's been so uncertain. And nothing just really seemed quite right. And I was kind of thinking through um, different things that, uh, that, that the Bible teaches us and, and things that we can do um, to, to maybe have comfort um, in these uncertain times. And I came across um, this idea of peace. And, and, you know, I mean, we, we think of peace in so many different aspects, um, you know, like uh, whenever I was growing up and I mean, you, you even see like peace tea, if anyone drinks peace tea, it's got this symbol on it, which, which is a, a sign for peace, um, just two fingers up. Uh, we, we all know the peace symbol. That's a circle with the, with the lines in it. Um, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, but peace is, is a weird thing. And we also hear, um, you know, anytime you watch a, a beauty pageant or something, you know, the contestants, the, the joke is that all the contestants always say that they want world peace, you know, and so we hear peace in so many ways. And, and whenever I think about um, the Israelites, which were God's chosen people, um, we look at this word that they have, and, and, and it's this word shalom, and you may, you may have heard it. Um, it's, their, it's a greeting. Um, it's a way to say hello. Um, we say, um, you know, hello or good morning or something like that, or, or other languages say bonjour, uh, konnichiwa, uh, bonjourno, guten morgen, um, uh, lots of different ways that we say hello or, um, or you know, do greetings in different languages. But um, in Israel and, and in uh, Yiddish, shalom is uh, the word that is used as a greeting. And this word, um, it, it doesn't mean hello or it doesn't mean good morning or anything like uh, all these other greetings do. It actually means peace. And, and, and I think about the way that we normally uh, greet each other, you know, and it's like, what's up or hey or how are you doing or whatever. Rarely um, do we greet people with this idea of peace? You know, like it would be kind of weird if you walked up to someone and you were like, peace be with you, you know, um, if it is a greeting, we would think that was kind of weird. Um, and like I said, peace is talked about a lot in our society. Um, we have peace treaties, peace summits. We always want world peace. But but I don't think a lot of people really understand uh, what peace is. Um, or uh, maybe more importantly, people don't know how to achieve it. So we're going to look at, um, we're going to kind of look at what peace is, how we can have peace, and then how we can have peace um, even in uh, what we'll call a storm. Um, which, which is what I would characterize what we're going through right now with this whole uh, coronavirus deal is, you know, and, and our lives just being interrupted and put on hold, you know, so how, what is peace? How can we have it? And how can we have peace um, in the storm is really what we're going to look at um, today. So um, I'm going to pray for us real quick, and then, uh, then we'll jump into uh, this lesson real quick. So if you guys would pray with me real quick, God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, thank you for technology and this opportunity to get to gather together um, across uh, of the internet and across many different platforms. And we, we thank you uh, for this ability for your word to be spread. And we just pray that you would just speak to us through this time and that we would gain something from this, that it would be beneficial to our lives. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> 
So when we think about peace, um, it can mean um, a lot of different things to us, and, and we might even not fully understand um, what peace is. And, and so the first thing I want to tell you is we have to understand that peace is simply uh, the absence of conflict. Um, you know, we, we that sounds so simple, um, but, but realistically, uh, an absence of conflict is not super common um, throughout the recorded history of man. Um, in, in about 3,500 years of recorded history, there have only been about 250 years um, that have not contained some kind of warfare somewhere in the world. And, that, and that's very little of this idea of what we call world peace. About 7% of the time of humanity has been spent in world peace. And, and we read in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament and, and uh, different things like that, about lots of wars and, and lots of conflict in the world. And, and um, you know, when we look at the, we look at Scripture, we obviously see lots of times of conflict, but we also do see um, sometimes of peace. In 2 Samuel 7, <clears throat> verses 12 and 14, it says this, Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shin, and he named it Ebuchadnezzar, saying, Thus far has the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not invade Israelite territory again. Throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. Their towers or, or their towns um, had been captured from Israel and restored to her. And Israel delivered the neighboring ter territory from the power of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. And we see this word peace in the original translation was the same word shalom uh, that is used as a greeting. <clears throat> and, and we see um, this to describe, this word shalom to describe an absence of conflict between two groups of people. So first we have to understand that peace is an absence of conflict. And secondly, peace can also be a, an idea of personal well-being. Uh, I want to look, uh, you, you guys don't have to turn along with me. I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But I want to look in Numbers uh, 6 now. And in ver verse 22, it says, uh, this is a blessing from the priest. And it says, um, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord blesses you and keeps you, and the Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turns his face towards you and gives you peace. And again, we see this word peace, and it is, it, this, the translation is the same, uh, the same word shalom uh, that we've seen in other places. And, and really here, when we're looking at this idea of this blessing, uh, we see this idea of a physical well-being. Um, and, and it's this idea that it's a much deeper meaning than simply an absence of conflict. Um, it, when you greet someone with shalom or when you greet them with this peace, it's really a blessing. It, it's a blessing uh, of pronouncing goodness and health and personal well-being over, over anyone. And, and there's lots of ways that people try to find personal well-being. <clears throat> However, there's only truly one way to find peace. And so, so when we look at this, how do we find peace? Um, you know, we, we find peace in a right relationship uh, with God. And, and you, know, um, <clears throat> you know, like when you have an argument with someone um, and, and 
you know, it kind of tears your friendship in a way, or, or it makes it feel like there's a disconnect in your relationship. Um, the same thing happens uh, between us and God when we uh, sin. You know, the Bible clearly tells us that sin uh, separates us from God, and, and it creates this divide. Um, <clears throat> it creates this divide between us. And, and you know, our faith in God and, and through Jesus is truly what breaks through um, this wall, and it's what breaks this wall down in our lives is our faith in God and having a right faith in God. Um, and however, this, this doesn't just happen on our own. We must accept um, we must accept that Jesus is his son and have a right relationship there and to have this connection restored. So, so really, when we look at this, uh, we see those first two points are what peace is, and the third one was how peace is achieved. Um, and I think a lot of times we pray and we ask God for peace, but we aren't always willing to do uh, what God asks of us to achieve this peace. And, and I think it's, it's kind of so silly that we want peace, but not that comes from God. Um, we want peace from something else. We want peace from either uh, relationships or we want peace from, uh, you know, whatever things that satisfy us in life. We, we try to get our peace from there. And we have to realize that all peace comes from God. Um, it, all peace comes from God and it comes with God and what he desires for our life. So when we accept that, and we start doing what God says, then we will have the peace that only he can offer. And you know, this is, this is sometimes really challenging um, because our, our society and, and, our, and our world makes it really challenging uh, to stay focused on God um, in the way that we need to, to have this right relationship with him. And you know, um, it's, it's a lot easier to focus on God and to, to hear his word and to see what he has to say for us um, when we're maybe at church or maybe we're at camp or we're at a retreat or something where we're solely focusing on that and we're around people who are focusing the same. Uh, but in our everyday lives, it's hard to focus on God. And then when we have something like what we've got going on right now, uh, where we're quarantined in and we're not allowed to be around a whole lot of people or, or attend church, it's really, really challenging um, for us to be able to focus on God in the way that we should. So we have to understand that, that peace comes from God and we need to trust in him. And to trust in him, we have to focus on him. And, and, and I think about the best way I can describe this, and that this is, this is kind of a hard thing to understand, but when you walk into a room, and you can even picture walking into uh, the youth building that we have at church, there's lots of chairs there, right? Usually I set out around 35 uh, to 40 chairs or so, and you see all these chairs sitting there, and you have to decide um, which chair that you want to sit in. And, and in doing this, you put your trust in that chair that it's going to hold you up. Um, you know, if you saw a chair that maybe had a piece that was hanging off or something, you probably wouldn't choose uh, that chair necessarily because um, you wouldn't trust it, right, to hold you. And, and so when we look at our lives like this, um, you know, we, we have to realize that our dependence on something um, decides how much trust we place in it. And so I have to ask this question of us, how often do we fully depend on God in our lives? 
does your level of dependence on God resemble the trust that you have in him? If you're, if you fully depend on God, then you will find this peace um, that comes with him. I, I look to um, Isaiah uh, chapter 26 here. Uh, let me find it real quick. Isaiah 26, 3, um, it says, You will keep perfect peace, him whose mind is steadfast, because he trusts in you. Isaiah really tells us right here that if, that if your mind is steadfast and you trust in God, that you will have perfect peace peace. Trusting in God means that you keep your focus on him, and those who trust in God, um, they find this peace that we're talking about, uh, this idea of shalom that's either an absence of, of conflict, whether internally or externally, and it's also this, this well-being of livelihood. Have, have you ever seen um, my doctor, whenever I was a kid, my doctor always had these on the wall and I hated them. And now that I'm older, I kind of appreciate them a little more. But have you ever seen those, those pictures that are just like a big pattern and you have to like cross your eyes and like focus on it weird and like a picture will almost like emerge from it? And, and I think about these and when you look at it, it just looks like a jumbled mess at first and you really have to work to focus your eyes and get it to see um, the, the picture that's beneath. And, and I feel like that's how our relationship with God works, is that we have to keep our focus on God. Similarly, we have to work to get past the original, like, jumbled mess of life and, and the unnecessary stuff so that we can truly see this picture uh, that God has for us. And, and I truly believe that if we, that if we push past that initial conflict and, and find the ability to truly focus on the picture beneath, um, that the picture that God has for us is truly something remarkable and something that, that, is, um, that is truly powerful for each one of us. So first, we have to trust God to achieve this peace. And second, th this seems like one of the, the, the most silly things to say, but it's just true. But second, we have to want peace. We have to seek peace in our lives. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I, whenever I was in high school, I had some friends um, that they always seemed like they, they were experiencing drama or there was drama going on in their lives. And, and to the point to where I felt like they liked drama, right? That they, they almost would like seek out drama at all costs. And I think on some level, as humans, we all feel this way. Um, I mean, that's why uh, reality shows are so popular. You know, we like to watch uh, these reality shows that show conflict between people, or maybe why we like to watch um, YouTube videos, or I guess I TikTok videos now or something, uh, where um, accidents happen, or maybe close calls, um, where like a car runs off the road and almost hits someone, but just misses them. Like we like those things um, because it's like this abnormal chaos in our lives that, that, that we just almost enjoy it to a certain degree. And when it comes to finding peace, we must first want to find peace. We must have a desire to seek um, individual peace in this way that God desires for us. And this means throwing out what we want as humans and seeking truly what God wants for us. And that is for us to be at this, at this perfect spiritual idea of peace. And when we depend on God, that means we depend less on ourselves. And that's something that's really hard for a lot of us to do is to, to truly depend 
uh, less on, you know, what I can do and less on my abilities and just to trust in a God that maybe we don't fully understand um, or don't fully trust in a way. And, and so these things go hand in hand of, of wanting to seek God and or wanting to seek peace and trusting in God. Psalm 34, 14 says, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. So, so we talked, we, we've talked about, um, you know, this, this idea of peace and we have to, uh, we have to seek it out. We can't just hope that it happens or say like, oh, I want peace. We have to truly desire it and we have to seek it out. Peace requires pursuit and it will come as soon as you seek God and trust in him. And finally, the last way that we find peace in, in our daily lives is to love and obey uh, God's word. Psalm 119 uh, verse 165 says, Great peace have they who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. How do we have abundant peace? Um, we trust in God's law and his rules. And that sounds not fun, um, but it's just it's just a reality that God's law and his rules and stuff that he puts in place um, are there to protect us, right? They're, they're there to keep us from harm in the same way, you know, as a parent, I always see that I, that I create my rules for my kids or tell them not to do something and I'm doing it to protect them, but they don't understand because they want to do whatever it is that, that looks fun to them. And, and we have to understand that God's uh, the law and his word that he put into place is there designed to protect us and keep us from harm. Um, you know, I don't think that anyone has ever lived um, a godly life, lived it without trouble. Um, the, the trouble is something that comes along with um, following God and seeking peace. Um, our world is full of evil, pain, hurt, and sickness, especially right now when we're going through all this stuff and it's, it just seems like it's everywhere, you know, and everyone's so scared and so freaked out. But remember, peace is not something that you, you pick up at the store. Um, peace is something that we, that we receive from God. Um, you know, I think about everything that we do in our life um, has, has consequences, right? Like, and, and some good, some are good consequences and some are bad consequences. And we have to realize that we have to uh, follow God's word and do what it says. And, and if we truly do that, then we will, we will continue to see and be rewarded with these good um, consequence or, or what most people call benefits of obeying God's word and, and trusting in him. Um, you know, we're only giving, we're only given one life and, and one mind and one body. And it's, it's up to us how we use it. What we focus on um, is true, steadfast, and should be true, steadfast, and peaceful. We should be focusing on God and his word and not on the things that make us happy. So, so we kind of have an idea of what peace is and kind of how we can, um, how we can find peace in a daily life that is maybe not so uh, filled with turmoil. You know, it's easy maybe during your regular life to, um, to trust God and to seek peace and to uh, read his word and study his word and obey his word in, in the regular times. But how do we do it during chaos? You know, and, and this is what I really wanted to look at tonight is this idea of how do we um, focus on God? Um, how do we focus on God when 
things are chaotic around us or, or kind of crazy, you know, uh, everything that's been going on right now um, is just hard for everyone. It's just a different, uh, a different world that we live in and a different uh, normal than we've all experienced. And we all have reactions um, to, you know, news and, you know, the things that keep coming out and the stuff we hear. And, and sadly, um, I feel like most people uh, react out of fear and react out of concern. And, and you know, uh, they're just afraid of what's going to happen or what's going to come next. <clears throat> and in reality, um, we need to be focusing on, on God through this, you know, we need to realize that that is truly the center of, of everything that, um, that, that we should be focusing on. <clears throat> when we're put in these tough situations, um, we shouldn't worry, we shouldn't dread, we shouldn't fear, um, even though those feel like the normal responses, uh, because God wants us to respond to, to these things a different way. Now, this doesn't mean that we shouldn't be cautious and we shouldn't take precautions and different things like that, but it means that we don't need to worry. We don't need to fear because God has a plan and he's in control. And, and this is a lot easier said than done, right? Because, because uh, <clears throat> worry and fear are natural reactions. I think of uh, Philippians uh, 4.6 um, says, Sorry, guys, lost the connection there for a sec. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. Um, and, and Paul was in a situation at that time where he had a lot to worry about, uh, but he didn't. He was actually writing uh, to not worry, to not be anxious and to trust in God and to throw um, your worries on God and that he will see you through. And, and how do we do this? We do this through prayer. And I look at the rest of that verse, Philippians 4, 6, and it says, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. Uh, Paul says we are supposed to pray with thanksgiving. And it's, it's hard to imagine uh, being thankful in a time where things are going wrong. Um, but realistically, this is what um, God wants us to do is to be thankful to him that we have him to fall back on and that he is there um, to, to, uh, to take our uh, burdens off of us. Um, you guys know I'm from Oklahoma and a famous Oklahoman is Will Rogers. And he had a quote that he said, the trouble with our prayers um, is that we just do it as a means of last resort. And, and I think that, you know, so often we allow bad situations to, to get worse. And, um, you know, our prayer is kind of like, oh my gosh, the, things have gotten so bad and I need to be bailed out. God help me. When in reality, prayer should be, um, prayer should be the thing that we are starting with, right? It shouldn't be the last resort. resort. It should be the first resort. Um, and so we have to remember to pray to God uh, through these situations. Uh, third um, is we have to let God uh, guard our heart and our mind. And, you know, this is, um, again, this kind of falls in this idea that um, we need to trust him and we need to give him everything and to uh, be completely devoted to him. Um, the following verse to Philippians 4, 6, uh, 4, 7 says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So right there, after it says, don't be anxious, pray about everything, it says, the peace of God will come when you guard your heart and mind. 
Um, and this should give us the peace in even the biggest storm, um, a, a peace that surpasses all understanding in a time where there's no peace to be found, just like, just like now, where it looks like everything's bad and the storm is just caving in around us. We have this peace that surpasses all understanding. And, and I think that um, when we think of this word guard, you know, we usually think of like locks and, and like uh, just crazy things to protect, um, you know, whether it's a, uh, you know, a bank vault or, you know, your personal property or whatever, you know, you guard things um, to, to keep them safe. And in the same way, we know that God um, will guard us and keep us safe if we trust in him. Um, and then finally, the last thing we have to do is we have to walk with God. And, and I think that this, again, is a lot easier said than done um, in a normal time or in a setting where, um, you know, we're able to go to church and we're able to focus on God easier um, than it is when we're stuck at home alone and we're having to rely on our, on our own faith. <clears throat> and maybe that this is, an, this is a chance for you to realize um, that your faith needs to be strengthened um, because, you know, you've been maybe walking away from God in this situation and not trusting in him and not walking with him um, the way that we should. But we know that we need to lean on God and trust on him um, and our mind won't let go. I keep reading in Philippians uh, verse or chapter four, uh, verses eight and nine says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. God instructs the, or, uh, God instructs the Philippians through Paul to say all these things that Paul has taught you and all these things that he's done, um, you need to practice these things and be able to, if you do them, then the God of peace um, will, will be with you and, the, and his peace will come with you if you dwell on these things of God that, that, Paul, um, that Paul tells us. So how can we how can we make sure to focus on things that are good and holy when everything is going wrong around us? I want you to think about that. I want you to think about in your life when everything seems like it's caving in around you and going crazy, how can we focus on God? Because I can't give you that answer. I can't tell you the best way for you to focus on God. I need you guys to realize in your own personal life, how can you best focus on God despite everything that's going around? And, and going on in the world. Because if you can realize how you can focus on God, then you can put that into practice. And maybe that requires you to, to call up someone else and say, hey, I need you to remind me uh, to be in God's word every day. I need you to remind me to pray every day. Whatever it takes for you to focus on God and, and to realize um, that you need to, um, you need to be studying his word and walking with him. Uh, because that's the only way that we can find peace um, in, in the storm. Is, is to stay connected uh, with God. So, so I'm going to pray for us real quick, and then we'll wrap up here. Um, and, and I want you to really take from here um, this thought of how you can best focus on God um, in your daily life. And, and, and not just, you know, it's one thing to just sit here and be like, oh, I thought about how I can focus on God. Okay, now I know. But I'm challenging you guys, too, to put that into practice to allow uh, your personal ability uh, to focus on God to be something that you do regularly, 
um, and that you uh, that you can um, that you can do in your life to stay focused on God, so that you have this peace. It's not just something that I want you to uh, that I want you to do for yourself. I want you to do this um, because that's how we have peace with God. So I'm going to pray uh, real quick, and I'm hoping that you guys think through that and um, and can realize. Um, how, how you can do that. So let me pray real quick. God, thank you so much uh, for this day. And thank you again for these students that are, that are on here. And I pray that these words would just be able to seep into their minds and that they would be able to focus on you and to, um, to have this peace that you, that you offer that they can find nowhere else, God. All the peace that we have in this world, um, we find for a temporary moment, but the peace that you offer lasts forever, God. And I pray that you would just help us to focus on you and your words, to live our lives devoted to you so that we could have this peace from you. God, we praise you and we love you through everything, no matter the situation. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.